Life Audio. Welcome back. We are on another episode of Life After Addiction, and today is December 23rd, 2022, and we're fired up. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Is that not good? <laughs> I mean, that good? That's not the face usually, I want to You're see. usually better in different pockets. I just think that that's wasn't the pocket that's that you're, you're good that's in. That's not my Christmas. You okay. seem better well, in a deeper a deeper well, tone. Uh, if you say that again, I'm literally walking out. Right <laughs> well, now. I still okay. love you regardless. All right. Hey, welcome back. We are on another episode of Life After Addiction, and today is December 23rd, 2022, and we're fired up. You can see we have decorations. <laughs> Come on. We candy decked canes, it out, Candy dude. canes, decorations. <laughs> And it is absurd. There, there's one over there on the wall too. Uh, in all honesty, there is a Christmas tree uh, off off a of camera, and we just picked some things off of it and uh, put them up here, just because we are in the festive spirit. Uh, we're excited, man. Christmas is uh, a Amen. season. It's not a day; it's a season, mm. and um, it's it's an amazing season for Christians. It is the birth of a savior it is the crescendo of everything that we talk about here when we talk about there's freedom from addiction there's no freedom from addiction had this baby not been born unto us a child is born and so what i want to do is i kind of want to just open us up with um some scripture that i read every christmas morning at my house to my family my kids my wife and and i encourage you if you don't have a tradition of that start here it's it's just a, a few verses um, I read a little bit more than this at home, but I wanted to start with Luke chapter two. And then I figured, man, we'd take a quick break and then we'd come in and you talk about some Christmas prophecies and things like that. Does that sound like a plan? Absolutely. All right, let's hit it. This is Luke chapter two, verses eight through 11. It says this, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field watching over the flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Oh, man. And then Mm. I keep going, but I love that. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. There's so much to unpack there, and I didn't really plan on breaking all of this down, um, but but I've talked about it before. It's interesting that the very first people that God proclaims the gospel to after the birth of Christ uh, are shepherds in the fields watching their flock by night. Mm. Uh, shepherds historically um, were such a lower class of people. They were not even allowed to testify in a court of law. Like if they witnessed a crime being done, you couldn't call them in and say, yeah, I saw it. This guy killed this guy because they were such a low class people. They weren't considered worthy of testimony. Wow. And God so chose to have an angel of the Lord appear to these shepherds in the flock by night. And I just find that so interesting. Um, God doesn't see people the way that we see people. So if you're listening to this, and I mean, we talk about Gideon and we talk all this stuff. God doesn't see people the way that the world sees people. God doesn't see you perhaps the way that you see you. And this candy cane is going to be my pointer for the rest of the day because I'm in the Christmas spirit. 
And so, I don't know, man, this, this verse, this season that we're in, and again, it's the 23rd, hopefully you're watching it on Friday, tomorrow's Christmas Eve, the next day's Christmas, and I hope some things change after listening to this. I hope this is not just another mundane Christmas season that you celebrate the eggnog and the Christmas tree and the presents and the mangers and, you know, what are the decorations. I hope this podcast, our prayer is that this podcast, God uses it in a way that touches you that this Christmas is different than any Christmas before and every Christmas after. So in order to do that, we want to talk to you about uh, some prophecies. Now, God told us that this was going to happen. God told us hundreds, perhaps thousands of years before that this is going to happen. I'm going to provide a way to provide um, perfect unity with us again. Mankind, you broke it in the garden in Genesis chapter 3. I told you don't do this, and you did it. Now there's this wrath and this great separation that happens because God can't be around sin. But the whole story of the Bible is God restoring us to him and providing a way to be back in perfect unity with him. And the birth of this baby is like the crescendo of it uh, at that and Easter. So let's take a uh, quick break and then we'll dive into some of the things. Okay. Mm. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And we're back and we're back. All right. Jenny, break us down, dive in. I know you have some things uh, written down. And we did something similar to this last year, but this, we just get nerdy. We get fired up. We love Christmas. And for a whole new way, reason now, before, I think everyone loves Christmas, but before I really liked it because it was like, I'm going to get something. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get gifts. Oh, it's so exciting. But now it's more like, I don't know, man. It's like celebrating the love I have for my Savior and also wanting like my kids to do the same. It's a different thing now, man. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, I always, every time around Christmas the past few years, I always like going to the Old Testament and yeah. just seeing the prophets who testified on behalf of the coming of the Messiah and just how it correlates to, to Jesus' birth in Matthew. Doesn't that just Luke. fire you up? Dude, it really does. Because like you said, it's hundreds if not thousands of years, some of these, that they testified that a Messiah would come in a certain way and it comes in that certain way. I mean, there's so many significant um, prophecies about the coming um, of the Messiah, of Jesus um, and one of them I love is from Genesis 49, and this is Jacob. He's blessing his 12 sons before his death. Um, and it's Genesis 49:10. It says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, 
nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. And the Messiah is what they're prophesying, what Jacob was prophesying is that he would come from the tribe of Judah. And you look at the lineage in Matthew 1, and you see that Christ, the one that is born, is from the tribe of uh, Judah. And I just think that's so significant. It's like when you really go back and look at another one is Isaiah seven fourteen. you know, it says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And Amen. you can look at you Matthew know. one and then Luke two and just see that man, he was conceived by way of the Holy spirit. And what did they name him? They called his name Emmanuel God or with God us. with Ooh. us. And you think about that. It's like people who don't really know about Christianity. It's like, man, these things were prophesied and he fulfilled so many of these prophecies um, and why we believe what we believe is, is historical evidence is physical evidence. Um, it's just a beautiful thing, man. When you really think about it, I've only experienced or celebrated like true Christmas, like meaning Christ um, and celebrating his birth for five years now, basically since I came through here and got saved. Yeah. And man, I don't know. I, I, I'm like, I'm more sensitive to the Holy Spirit around this time. I know it shouldn't be like that, obviously, but I don't know. It's just like my gratitude and my appreciation and my admiration and my, my, my eyes are just fixed on like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's interesting since salvation and just kind of being, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not take this for, this is my story, but since salvation, since like really diving in, loving the Lord and having that joy, I I found that Christmas songs oh are so powerful and mm-hmm. sweet. Like I it's hard to worship to it before it was really hard for me to like worship to Christmas songs, right? Yeah. Other worship songs like, yeah, you're feeling it. But now it's like the deep rich meaning. It really is. Like joy to the world. Mm-hmm. Like listen, like this season. Here's what I'll ask. You you're probably a church has already been playing it and the radio's playing it. Uh but the, the whether it be tonight, tomorrow night, or Sunday, whenever it is, the next time you're at a church service, or maybe just pull something up on your phone and listen. Like, listen to the richness of a lot of our carols. Um, a lot of more written, deep, deeply rooted in theology. Um, and allow yourself to worship. I think, I guess, the reason that it's hard to worship to them for me was um, they're just played, right? They're played as though they're played and on the screen is a snowman and right. kids throwing snowballs and shopping at Macy's. And you know, that's what you're, it's just filled with all these images that aren't Christ. But when you stop and you close your eyes and you listen to the words, Oh man, it's so sweet. And I found myself on this side of salvation on this side of like growth and loving the Lord, really just loving these, these Christmas carols. man. Mm. Yeah, man. Christmas music has always actually been, um, a favorite of mine, even before I knew Christ, but it is so much different. Once you know the Lord, the significance of the songs, there's one man, if you know, I think it's Josh Groban. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of the song, but it is my all time favorite song. And it gets me in the spirit can, every single can time. You look that up, Joy? I listen to Josh it. Groban Christmas. I, I think it's Josh Groban, but man, it is absolutely amazing. Is it an original that he wrote? Or no, he just I think does? I think he just does. But oh, there's, you know, how there's some people's voices who like just, like, just have yeah, that. Yeah. It just hits, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's just yeah, different. Yeah. Two people could sure. sing the same Christmas song, but one of them is just I don't know. Yeah. It just it just hits different. Yeah. His is one for me that just hits different. But I'm excited too. Um, I'm going home to 
uh, Houston for Christmas. So yeah. I'm going to be excited about that. I will have been in Houston right now. Yeah, you're there now. I'm there now. You're there now. Uh, this but is yeah. just your te- yeah, teleportation. I'm excited to spend Christmas with my family. Uh, I'm going to be going to church with my brother and my dad. Okay. Um, I'll probably go to church your with dad's my mom. New church? I'm going to go to my brother's church. Okay. So I may try to do that. I think we're going to do that a couple of days before or the Sunday I get there, which is this coming would have been this past weekend, and then maybe Christmas Eve with my dad, uh, his church, or maybe with my mom. We'll see. Excited to have some snow on Christmas Day there in Dude, Houston. you already know that Houston snow, baby, it's Houston. the real deal. It actually snowed one time on Did Christmas. It? Yeah, or right, right around that week of. So Probably pollution. It's an anomaly. Like falling pollution. It could have been uh, chemtrails. That's, yeah. a, that's a story for a different day, though. Some <laughs> It could have been some, some fires at the local dump and all of a sudden ash was falling. Yeah. I thought it was snow on Christmas day. Oh yeah. 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 I'm excited too, man. We normally, um, we normally go to Knoxville on Christmas Eve, um, and spend it with my family. Um, but my parents, but this year's different. We're going to be in town. Uh, my brother and sister-in-law are coming in on again, coming in for Christmas, which they were in already this year. It's not likely that they come in twice, but they're coming in. They're on, uh, they're missionaries in another country, so they're coming in to furlough. So we'll spend some time with my family later uh, while they're there, but we'll be here. So, yeah, man, we always have a tradition, like on the road back, there's always this spot coming back from Knoxville. There's uh, in Kingston, there's these um, stacks, these, uh, I want to say steam plants or paper plants or something, and every time we pass those stacks, uh, we just did Christmas Eve with my parents. We're driving back because Christmas morning, early Christmas morning, we have a tradition and everything. But coming back, me and my wife always exchange gifts. As soon as we see the stacks, it's just at that moment. It's cheesy, yeah. whatever it is. Um, and I'm torn. I don't know what I'm going to get uh, my wife this year. Well, it's the 23rd, so I've already got it. But as of right now, <laughs> yeah. I haven't. It's between two things. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I just I love the season now. And I love it in a way that's um, not self centered right yeah or or not even like i love it in a way that it's christ-centered and and when you can love christmas and easter in a way that it's christ-centered it means something else and we talk about all the time even like even food even whatever it is if if it if your gratitude rolls up onto christ and it's like i'm so thankful everybody can enjoy christmas everybody can enjoy a good steak but there's something different about enjoying that steak and allowing it to roll up into gratitude for your Savior that makes that steak so much better. Yeah. Same thing with Christmas. Like, I can love Christmas as a non-believer, right? I could love Christmas and the time, hey, everybody's excited and they're yeah. joyful, and they're, but there's a reason behind that. And when you, you can love Christmas and it roll up to be so thankful of Christ and His birth and, and, and salvation and freedom and on and on I could go, man, it just means something different. And so I love it. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. When did you celebrate your first actual like Christ Christmas where you recognize really the significance and meaning of it, Jorian? Probably last year. Um, Mm. Yeah, I think last year, I think when I first got saved, I was really eerie of a lot of the traditions. But I think last year was the first year where I really was just like, man, like, this season is powerful. Like the whole world acknowledges Jesus Christ. Come on, yeah. and that the a birth of thing. Jesus every Christ. Every knee will bow, every tongue yeah. confess. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And you can't see Jordan right now. You can hear him. Uh, well, actually, you can see him. I forgot we we got that worked out. Um, <laughs> I know it's hard to live in the past, present, and future on some of these. It's like well, that ghost of Christmas past. No. Yeah. Um, 
and that's a good segue, man. I want to talk about their traditions, and I, and I, and let's take a quick break. I want to come back and talk about their traditions, and I actually got a cool story about the Christmas tree I want to share. So um, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. We're back. We're back. So traditions, man, and I've heard it said so many times, and it's like people want to, I don't want to be careful because these are brothers in Christ at times, but there's also non-Christians that try to assassinate the character of Christmas and say that it's celebrating a pagan holiday and things like that. And, And just so you know, we don't. For the most part, I don't. I don't want to speak for all Christians, but I'll speak for the ones that are are aware. We don't believe that Jesus was actually born on December twenty fifth, possibly. But that's the day that us as Christians have decided that we are going to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Correct. Uh, and then, I mean, you go into all these different things and try to compare them to different like Greek, Roman traditions, pagan stuff, and it's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> Really? That like your 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 thought process, your your main point is you're trying to say that Christians have taken this tradition and we're we're worshiping a pagan god. It's like, man, like look at the last two thousand years. Like Christianity has exploded, exploded, and it's not like we're borrowing traditions from pagan celebrations. That's absurd. That's like starting here and ending here. Uh, and having nothing in the middle to get you there. Yeah. That makes no sense. Um, and, and so, I mean, even like things like the Christmas tree, like if you want to know like the true traditions and, well, why do you have these things? It's like a pagan God, or why do you do certain things? There's a lot of, and you're deep into it. Jorian's deep into like traditional um, uh, and why the church does certain things, and, and there's meaning behind all of them, right? Uh, what do you call that? Um, Yeah, but I mean, some of the, yeah, so we can leave it at that. I don't want to put you on the spot. But like deep into, there's a lot of symbolism behind everything that's done. And a lot of churches don't do some of it, but some of the churches still do, and they're not Catholic churches, the ones that, you know, there's there's incense that burns, and there's bells that are ringing, and there's there's meaning behind all of it. And so the, the Christmas tree tradition, as far as I could tell, I want to read um, just a little bit for you, is from a guy, uh, a monk, uh, who... God called to minister to modern-day Germany, which would have been Viking-esque, uh, dangerous men in the 700s A.D. Um, and, and gosh, I mean, his, his name was Bonifer. Uh, he was a bold man. He went to go minister. Uh, he was a missionary to these people in Germany, modern-day Germany. And he had a crew of people that were with him, and they were very nervous uh, because if you know, <laughs> if you know Viking tradition, they were a hard people. They were a very pagan people. Uh, I believe they're worshiping like Thor and things like that. Um, and man, it was very common for human sacrifices. Very common to kill anyone that would come in to try to uh, missionary to minister and things like that. And so the guys that was coming with Bonifer. Uh, were very scared, and he had to give them a speech. And there was, there was a tradition almost mocking Bonifer. Uh, the, the Germans would say, 
um, they would boast that the I'm sorry, Boniface. I said Bonifer. <laughs> the God boasted the God of Boniface could not destroy this mighty thunder oak. This thunder oak represented Thor. It was Thor's tree. And Boniface, your God, couldn't even destroy this tree. Mm. And so Boniface is like, bet, let's go. And, I mean, just this wild courage. They were having this ceremony, and it was it was Christmas Eve. Um, and I want to say 750-something A.D. Um, they had this ceremony, um, and his missionaries, he had the guys with him, he had to rah-rah them. He's like, listen, I want to get this quote right. He said to his buddy, he says, here's the thunder oak. And he and here the cross of Christ shall break the hammer of the false god Thor. Boniface and his friends arrived at the time of the sacrifice, which was interrupted by their presence. In a show of great trust in God and born from a desire to enkindle the fire of Christ in the German pagans, Boniface grabbed an axe and chopped down the thunder oak of mighty Thor right in front mm. of him. We're talking about a big old, a big old tree, right? And so the Germans were astounded. And then this is what he said. Like he cuts this tree down and behind it was like an evergreen, like a Christmas tree that we have today. And this is what he said to him. And this is the quote. He said, this little tree, a young child of the forest, shall be your holy tree tonight. It is the wood of peace. It is the sign of an endless life, for its leaves are evergreen. See how it points upward to heaven. Let this be called the tree of the Christ child. Gather about it. Not in the wild wood, but in your homes, your own homes. There it will shelter no deeds of blood, but loving gifts and rites of kindness. Awed by the destruction of the oak tree and the uh, Boniface's preaching, the Germans were baptized that day. And so hence the mm. tradition of the Christmas tree, right? How many Christians know that? Well, none, and, and no, nor do you have to know that, only that... Christmas tree points to Christ. You don't have to know the backstory, but to try to say that it was taken from some pagan tradition, it's just like, hey, get your facts right. You know, yeah. let's, let's get things correct. What a crazy story, man. What a crazy story of um, boldness of a brother in Christ yeah. to go and do that. Not only boldness, but I mean, you got to, that's Paul-esque, right? That's Paul-esque. Like Paul would go into a town and just cause chaos. This dude comes up as they're sacrificing at this tree he comes up with an axe and just starts hacking away. And because of their claims, like, your God can't destroy this mighty oak. Oaks are mighty trees. And I would imagine this is a big old tree, and they're just watching this dude with an axe. And then when it fells, boom, and they're all just like, ah. Oh. And I could just see behind it, and as the dust settles or whatever it is, there's an evergreen. There's a Christmas tree. And he says, you see that little tree? That's your tree. Here's what it represents. And he preaches the gospel to him. There's only one true God. As you could see, your Thor God's laying on the ground dying. Mm. He's not true. There's one true God and preaches the gospel and they get baptized. That's so incredible, man. And then, I mean, gosh, I don't know. I haven't done this research and I could be wrong, but I know that um, one, a, a huge figure, um, a man of God, a huge biblical figure, not biblical, but was very important to our faith today was in a in a seminary in Germany uh, in the 1500s. Wow. The Protestant the Great Protestant Reformation arose. Martin Luther, he was a German monk. I mean, were the Germans evangelized 700 years before that, 750 years before that by Boniface? Man, that's crazy to think. Just the 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 impact that God has uh, and you might not ever know. It's yeah. pretty cool. 
Yeah, I didn't even know that story until you read that. I think it was last year yeah. to us or the yeah. year before that about the Christmas tree and how it points us towards Christ. But I think that's something that we want to do in this episode, too, yeah. um, is I know there's people out there who are listening to this who are probably struggling. Yeah. Some of them may know Christ. Some of them of them may not know Christ. Um, but this is why we celebrate um, this time of year, this is why Christmas um, is something that we celebrate as Christians, because it is when we celebrate the birth of our Savior, of the Messiah. Yeah. And that Messiah not only was born, but he lived and he died yeah. for unperfect people, for imperfect people. And upon confession and belief in him, man, he can radically change everything. Um, Jesus, the name means the Lord saves, you know, mm. he came to save his people. And no matter how far you think you've drifted, no matter how gone you think you are, no matter how unlovable you are, man, he sees you and he desires a relationship with you. Yeah. He desires to know you. He desires to hear from you. He desires to change you. And he loves you more than anything. I, I, know, I know I spent many Christmases not knowing who Christ was. Hmm. But, man, I want you to know he knows who you are. Yeah. And he wants you to reach out. He desires to hear from you and to you to talk to him. Um, and, and even if it starts with God, I, I don't believe that you exist. If you do, uh, Lord, reveal yourself to me. That's a powerful prayer in and of itself. God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. Mm. Um, I had a powerful moment at the lodge one time with an atheist who came through our program and another SR actually told him, he said, man, what I want you to do for your, your full time here every day, I want you to pray this prayer before you get up. God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. And I won't say who it is, but he is a, a, an intern with our ministry now. Yeah. So it's just crazy to see, like, man, the power in that prayer. He will, man. He will reveal himself to you. If you have eyes that desire to see, if you have ears that desire to listen, you will absolutely come to find the Lord. You will absolutely know him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I hope if you're listening to this, um, you, you, you want to dive in deeper. Speaking of like atheist and really um, systematic people, uh, people that are very uh, their their brain is wired in a way to to have structure and to this and to this. I mean, gosh, I don't know that there's any other thing more consistent, more. Um, you know, there's 66 books of the Bible written by how many diff different authors? Over how many different continents? Over how many different years? Yeah. And it's telling the same story. Mm. And man, even even the aspect of a virgin birth, and and how crazy that sounds, mm. and it's like this miracle, and indeed it was. But like, it, I encourage you as a young believer, as a non-believer, as an older believer, go in and understand why that had to happen. It wasn't just to fulfill prophecy, although you did read yeah. prophecy that would be born of a virgin, and it's like, what? That's weird. Um, but it wasn't just to. Uh, fulfill the prophecy, uh, although it did that, yeah. uh, there was a reason. I mean, so so if he did not have the seed of his father, of Joseph, then he did not have inherent sin. And so why is that important? Well, let's roll it down another deeper level. Let's, let's talk about the gospel here. Well, um, God demands perfection, and there had to be a perfect sacrifice. Otherwise, we'd have to continuously make sacrifices over and over, and there'd be no atonement for our sin. Yeah. Well, if Jesus, if he was born of a virgin and had no father, earthly father, then he did not have that. And so all he had to do now was live perfectly. <laughs> Another hard concept, right? Live 33 and a half years perfect, but he was born pure. 
Um, I mean, just dive into this stuff, man. You, if you really understand the consistency and why these prophecies were made, why this had to happen, why this had to happen to atone for this, it's really beautiful, man. It's, it's the world's greatest love story. Um, God beckoning, providing a way for us to come back to him, sacrificing his own son, right? Uh, Jesus proclaims, and I think I did this on, on a, a couple episodes ago, but on the cross, right? Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it was just God that was pouring out his wrath on his own son. And he looked, he looked from him, and it was he was born to die. Like, can you believe mm. that? He was born to die. He was born to be uh, beaten, spit on, all of these things. He was born to die for us, and that was the plan from the beginning. Um, if you look in, I believe it is Genesis, Genesis 3 or Genesis 2, the, the proto-evangelism, the first gospel was proclaimed, you will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. And when he says, it is finished on the cross, he crushed his head. So it was from the beginning. And how do we know that? Because in the book of John, we know that the, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word that we're reading in Genesis became flesh and dwelt among us during Jesus' reign on the earth. It's wild. Mm. I, just feel, I just feel a closeness with the Lord, man. I've been, I can't even describe it. I've been in a really good place spiritually, mentally, and emotionally over the last few weeks. Um, and a lot of that has to do uh, with me acknowledging his presence, with me being... Um, what do you go- mean by that? Slow that down. Acknowledging, like you tell yourself... Are you thanking God? It's just for his the small presence? things. A lot of times I can, I can, because uh, this is practical for for the people to hear. A lot of times I can focus on what's what's wrong, my problems, yeah. uh, my worries, my stress, my anxieties, my wants. Um, but yet, whenever I'm my, my focus on the Lord is heightened, it becomes from the I wants to the man. I'm grateful for everything that I have, and I have everything mm-hmm. I need. Mm-hmm. And all that griping and complaining um, turns around to gratitude. Yeah, it's like. Man, I'm just grateful for all that he's done. We were worshiping before we started this podcast, man, and I almost just broke down because yeah. when I'm when I'm focused on him and just the purpose and the life that I live now and the calling he's put on my life and what we get to see daily in ministry and the lives changed yeah. and just who God is in general, I have nothing to do but give thanks and just be in awe. Yeah. It's and beautiful. it's uh, it's so hard to put into words. It's like nothing else matters in that moment of intimacy, intimacy with God. Nothing else matters. Yeah. And you realize that, man, he's enough. Yeah. Period. He's enough. I don't need anything else apart from him. Everything he blesses me um, inside of that. Praise God. Yeah. But man, he is enough yeah. for anything I could ever want or need. Yeah. And I think so practically listening, I mean, just just being aware, vocal, and uh, intentional about your gratitude. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, and we can close with this. We're also aware, man, that this is a very hard season for some. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of you are are possibly going through this Christmas season for the first time sober, but also without your wife or without your spouse. Uh, or maybe your mother passed away this year or your father or a child or something. And there, there's so many, it's a hard season or maybe you're um, freshly going through um, out of addiction or maybe you just messed up or something. And this season is just reminding you, reminding you, the people looking at you, you have a lot of guilt and a lot of shame of the things that you have done. 
and the enemy, our own flesh will do that. Like, yeah. We'll remind ourselves of mm-hmm. how horrible we are, but we have an adversary. The Bible's clear that there is an adversary that hates you, um, that he is waiting to devour you. Um, and I think sometimes when those arrows are shot, um, it robs our joy uh, in a time and a season that literally the theme song is joy to the world, peace on earth and goodwill towards men, as the Bible proclaims in Luke. Uh, and unto you, and so when your joy is robbed and you're missing things, it becomes mundane. It becomes a very depressing season. Yeah. You're, you're not grateful. You don't have gratitude. And, and here's the thing. This is what's so crazy. Like, and I hope you're listening carefully if you're listening or watching and listening carefully if you're watching. If, if that's you, know that, like Chitty said earlier, you're not alone. Like, God sees you. Um, and maybe that terrifies you. But regardless, God's always seen you. Not only does God see us and see you, but he knows your thoughts. He, that's terrifying. He knows yeah. my thoughts. And with that being said, that there's nothing that God doesn't know, and here's what the truth is. He still chose to, to go to the cross. The Bible says in Romans that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, meaning time is not something that is bound. God doesn't, is not bound by time, and so he saw you stealing that out of your mom's purse. He saw you He saw you pawning that stolen item. He saw you shooting that heroin. He saw you taking that shot of whiskey. He saw you smoking wet, whatever. He saw all of those things and willingly went to the cross for those things. If you allow the shame and you allow the guilt and you allow those arrows to suck the joy, then you're missing Christmas. You're missing the point. You're missing the beauty of what God's done. That's why we celebrate. Amen. We celebrate not because we were able to clean ourselves up, not because we were able to find our own freedom and create our own freedom. We celebrate because of what he did, and unto you a child is born. So here's what I challenge you with. And just everything that we've already said, and and we're closing. Here's what I challenge you with. In those dark moments that you're wallowing in the pit, and you're starting to make it feel comfortable, and you're just depressed, and you're, woe is me, and and you're reminded of the shotgun that you stole or the whiskey that you shot and broke however many months of sobriety. You're, you're reminded of these things. Here's what I want you to do. Out loud right now, I want you to yell, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, because unto you, my friend, a child was born to take away the sins of the world. John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God as he was approaching, who takes away the sin of the world. That's the point. Merry Christmas, whether it's to yourself or to the enemy that's whispering in your your ear. Merry Christmas. Oh, and then go read Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 11, and understand that that's the point. That's why. That's why we proclaim freedom from addiction forever. That's why we don't call you an addict for the rest of your life, because of the Word of God, because a son was born. And what we celebrate on the 25th in two days, if you're watching this on Friday, that's, that's the point, man. Merry Christmas. And here's the thing. That's life after addiction, baby. And you better believe it. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L dot net.
For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, lrecovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. God kept calling my heart. Like, I just knew He was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome, more than like, Wow, Jesus is really interesting, and he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.